Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's He who controls the past controls the future He who controls the present controls the past Hey, first part of the episode, uh, I didn't realize my camera was turned off. Uh, it has a broken screen on the phone, so sorry. Uh, it's ironic because we start out talking about Spotify. Just, you know, bear with us. Video comes back on about 27 minutes in. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody. We are live but not live. This is Nobody's News. As always, right off the bat, how are you doing, broski? Oh, I'm great today, bro. How are you? Not too bad. We got a lot to cover today. Um, we're going to get to Trump. Don't worry, everyone. We have to cover Trump. That's actually why we waited until today to record. We normally record our once a week episode. Again, we'll, we'll bump it up after the semester, but once a week episode, uh, usually on Sunday or Monday, but we had to wait to see how Trump was going to go. Um, so we're going to get to that. Uh, but right off the bat, real quick. So we've had some recent scares with YouTube you know, restricting some of our videos. We got banned off TikTok, banned off Facebook. So uh, if you are one of our, our listeners and you see this, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, um, we upload to something called Anchor, which shotguns it out to all those places. I hope the algorithm doesn't get mad at me for saying shotgun, <laughs> but um, it launches Super it out wonderful. to all those different places. So uh, you don't have to listen to it there. I mean, you can if you like the audio better. That's what I do in the gym. I don't use YouTube for podcasts. Um, but like I said, YouTube's great for growing. But um, can you go out there and just give us a follow on Spotify, Apple, whatever you do to listen to podcasts? Um, that also helps. In case we do get suspended or hit or anything, um, you can go and check us out there, and uh, we'll give you guys updates because our social media presence isn't very big. Um, but by the way, it's growing while we're at it. Uh, well, no, it's not actually, we we're completely on YouTube kanked on. Well, yeah, but that's not social media. Oh, true. I guess I, yeah, we're completely kanked on Instagram. Like we, we haven't had a new follower in got months. We're at 206 followers. Like there's high school girls with more and I post (laughs) a lot of stuff, but I've kind of just quit posting stuff, but I don't think um, I've had a girlfriend, you know, that's under 21 that hasn't had at least four or 500 like (laughs) people that follow on Instagram. That's (laughs) funny, but well, anyway, you can go. Um, I was just thinking, that's funny. Someone's going to take that out of context where you're like, I didn't have a, a girlfriend under 21. And I'm like, Zach's a pedophile. Oh, I, just like they're young, you know, like super young and still have like 500 subscribers at yeah, 20. Yeah, it doesn't I make it better. That. No, what you're trying to say is that what, as you've been dating girls, Instagram's been out for a while. Every Girls as young as below 21, like little Kids basically have crazy <laughs> followers, and yet we women we only have two hundred. Yeah, yeah I get I get what you're saying, but it came across like all these young girls I date. Wait, <laughs> well, let's cut that out then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Shannon, cut that out. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, no. Uh, while we're at it, on you know, shilling for you guys to go support us other places. Uh, go give our Instagram that one dude from the bar. I'll put it up right here. Uh, that one dude from the bar on Instagram. 
go give that a follow. And nobody's news on Twitter. If you have all those platforms, I mean, go give us a sub we'd, or a follow. We'd appreciate it. We, again, not growing on any of those platforms, so don't really spend a lot of time there. But if we got a bunch of follows and subs, I'd put stuff out there too. And, you know, it's easier to interact with anyone who has comments about any, any of our content, which recently we've been getting a lot of comments. Uh, I really appreciate that. Again, I, I'm aware that we don't know everything. Like one of the comments on something unorthodoxy posted, well, there were a few comments that said, oh, I, I hate all these 20 something year olds who think they have everything figured out. And I'm like, if you watched any of our content, you would know I'm very open about, I don't think I have everything figured out. I don't think anybody has everything figured out. That's why I love the Socratic method. I love debate. All I can tell you is I'm going to tell you about the world as I see it, keeping individual liberty as my North Star. And as far as life experience, we've had a wild life before the Marine Corps, Marine Corps, combat deployments, you know, working in private sector, doing security, things of that nature. And now, you know, working on graduate degrees in, you know, in political, um, in the political field, um, you know, switching to psychology and doing political psychology stuff. So as far as like, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do as far as you know, getting the credibility. So I don't know what else to do. Like you can attack me for being young. That doesn't mean anything to me. I've dumb I argument. Mean, yeah. I moved out when I was what, 14, 15 years old, moved out of our house, paid for all of our bills, joined the Marine Corps at 17. Like I've, it's dri driven me crazy my entire life. I was talking to unorthodoxy about this, especially women, like going out and talking to women and some 20 year old chick, 21 year old chick, when I'm 18 years old, just got back from war. And they're like, Oh, you're just a baby. Uh, I cannot stand people who use age as a crutch. Look, there is absolutely, there tends to be more life experience, wisdom, self-control that comes with age. Oftentimes, yes. But just I know a lot of dumb old people. So just like I don't automatically afford someone, um, I don't automatically afford someone, you know, um, was it credit for being intelligent or wise just because of their age. You shouldn't do do it the other way where you yeah. automatically discredit someone who's young. Because let me tell you something, old people who think, oh, I've been around the block a while. That doesn't mean anything to me because breathing and reproducing, that's another thing. People who have kids, they're like, uh, you know, they act like they've got this great new, you know, lease on life and they understand everything. It's all chemicals. It's all natural. Breathing and having children are two of the most basic functions, arguably other than taking dumps and pissing, <laughs> are the most basic functions that human beings do. It is what animals do. So let's not act like breathing longer and then you know, having sex with someone and then a baby pops out nine months later somehow gives you any sort of credibility. Now, oftentimes there is some more wisdom and things that come with that, but I am not swayed by someone who attacks me for my age. So other than that, that yeah. I like um, a lot of the comments are really good and uh, I appreciate, we don't know everything. Um, I've learned, I learned a lot in the comments, especially like some stuff like They'll, they'll go into, like, we were talking about Thomas Jefferson and the eight, some of the founding fathers who were atheists. Like, we got one comment that was really long on there, and I, I learned a lot from it. And I'll respond to those comments. So, um, but anyway, the point to all this was we can interact with uh, the viewers a lot better on these other social media platforms, which could be fun. Um, you have anything on that? 
No, I disagree 100% with the old people thing. It's, it's like at work. The 40, 50-year-old like, Marines or disguised won't listen to anything in politics or even none of them have been, been into to the Middle East. They're all too old. And then they'll still have an opinion about the Marine Corps in their day. And you're just like, oh, the, dude, how we got here and all these problems is just because of your generation and then the generation before yours and then the generation before yours. Like the, the greatest generation. You dumb kids don't know how you, good you guys got it. And it's just like, yeah, they went to war, came back, PTSD'd out and just sucked on the government for now 65 years like what are we yeah. doing drank beat their kids <laughs> so, cheated on their wives yeah so, and then yeah a lot of buy great, a house for 400 dollars. it's yeah, i just get tired world. of that man just uh well you don't know we, you're just a young 28 year old man you, you don't know shit you know and it's just like well i know about the middle i know about i know about some stuff man like, like I've, <laughs> yeah i've had a, a lot of life experience i've had a lot of life experience that a lot of boomers haven't that they don't have any of buying you bought a house for you could you know making minimum wage you could afford to buy a house and then you know you had kids with one income you know a middle class income you could buy a house have three kids the wife could stay at home that world doesn't exist anymore no No, it does not yeah so (laughs) your wife better be cleaning banks yeah plus endless, endless wars that now we know we're completely unjustified, and you'll have some people who have trouble with that reality, but most of the people I know who went to war are not happy with war. It's the people who never went to war that are happy with war. And that's this generation. So you had like consistent wars where you had World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, and pretty much every generation got, got some and did some fighting. Then you had a big gap. Yeah, you had um, the first, you know, Iraq War, the Gulf War. But, you know, that wasn't one that many people involved in that. And then so you had this big gap of people who missed Vietnam. And but then everyone in their family had served in a major war, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then the Gulf War happened. Wasn't that big of a deal. And then Iraq kicks off. And it's like this weird, super pro-war generation of people who I would argue, knowing a lot of these these people that are from that Vietnam era, the 80s era, who never got to see war, but like come from all these big families of war, they're insecure. So then it leads to them being hyper war hawkish. And I, those people drive me nuts. I think that we know one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think that we're related to some of them. Yeah. I just, Um, this all just came full circle right now. It's like, holy crap. You just described something, but yeah. And anyhow, we beat that for dead horse. It's just that absolutely drives me insane. And I don't talk, Paul, everything too much, but it's like when that comes up and it's just, you're a kid. And it's like, well, what happens if I'm just a kid that was actually had f- boots on ground in this co- in the country we're talking about, dude? Like, what the... Well, like, many maybe the, I'm you're not, I'm no better than, than the adult, sure, and he knows more, but it's still like of, just writing everything off. And pretend I'm the most retarded guy ever, and Brandon is. Like, there's other guys there that aren't retarded. Like, like I, come on. And again, it's based off what? I've breathed oxygen longer, <laughs> yep. and then I jizzed into a lady. I was in the Marine Corps in 91, or I was in the yeah. Marine Corps in whatever, you know, or, like, or right. even not related to that. And your tactics <laughs> got a ton of people killed in 2003, 2004. Born in 73. Because it doesn't work. Yeah. So, I don't know. I Yeah. But then there there is another side of it where um, I should have pulled it up, but there's... Um, well, I guess it'd be on the old TikTok, but there's this boomer guy and he makes videos about like, well, the boomers are mad again. You know what? I- I'm going to find it for you because <laughs> it's actually, it's really good. It, it's, I, I like it because I, I love that guy, not because he talks trash on boomers because he doesn't talk trash on boomers, but he talks about, um, 
let's see, Gen Z is mad again. He he discusses he talks about ah, God damn it. Yeah, Cuz we're not trying to be the the okay boomer girl that, you know, you know, got uber famous off her, her okay boomer little yeah, dance thing. No, like, he doesn't do, we he, aren't trying to be like that, you know, but he just what he does these two are, sorry, I'm logging into the the thing, but did you tar- start the time by the way? Yep. Yeah. We're at 1151. You got to go through this. But they, he says, like, I get why these people are mad. I get why these people aren't Christian. I get, it's like, instead of just saying, you dumb kids, he takes some responsibility for, um, now i got to create an account. Um, username. Um, I'm just going to see if it's on YouTube. But, yeah, yeah I, I like that. Because there are a lot of people who understand that we're not all dumb and we have flaws, but they don't just write off our generation and they don't have that weird boomer arrogance. And I like that. Yeah. And I will say when boomers do look at TikTok and look at the young people, they're retarded. But, dude, old people thought that every generation that was under them was ret- And, of course, I do believe after going to college and hanging out with a bunch of people under 25 – so okay, I mean we are just so stupid, and I think social media plays into that. Just yeah. being stuck in your phone all the like, time. But look it's at teenagers. Th- there's still plenty of the smart way they look at us. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm. I mean, I don't think anybody knows what they got going on. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's creating this account. And it's loading, and then I can play this video for you because he he has some really good videos. Um, had I known, I would have saved him. Well, yeah, this was just a passionate topic that seems to be a thing for men in their, like, in our 30s, or do guys still keep telling you that you don't know anything? Like, at what point do I stop getting told that I don't know I think anything about anything? in your 30s, 40-year-olds tell you that they, you yeah. don't know anything, and, well, it's like, because um, there is, or, or like, the, or like, even just at work, like, the smartest guy I know that I care about all this stuff was picking his brain just this weekend about Ukraine and stuff, going over all the history, because he's got... One of his degrees is about history in that time frame. And he's in finances, and yeah, why he's no- smart. He's the smartest guy there, and he'll listen to again. Pretend I'm the most retarded guy ever. He'll listen to Brandon and then have a conversation and right or wrong, etc. <laughs> yeah, and that is just rare. And yeah, he's the smartest guy in the company. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, um, I know a guy who told me, um, older guy. He's like we. Come on, this is so annoying trying to find this. He's like, when you're when you turn thirty, you start to kind of figure out who you are, and then when you turn forty, you're getting sort of an idea of who you are, and then when you're fifty, you can be trusted. I was like, that is the so dumbest. You can't find bump, a war that is the dumbest bumper sticker quote I've ever heard. That is exactly what a boomer would say. Something stupid like that. I was like, I know exactly who I am. I'm aware that you change with time, but I've had to look take a hard look in the mirror and been honest with myself and not just drown myself in liquor and whatever else, you know, the boomers did for years and years and years before they all get old and find Jesus and then, you know, feel bad about what they did. Um, yeah. And as far as being trusted, I'm a man of my word. Like I'm, I'm a sleazy piece of garbage a lot of the time, but I, I've never broken my word in my life. If I give you my word, that's my bond. That's the way we were raised. Your word is your bond. If a man doesn't have his word, he doesn't have anything. Um, well, Gen Z is mad again. TikTok. This is going to drive me crazy. Um, Even though I really want to see it now, though. Yeah. It's... 
the bit we had a TikTok. I mean, it was quite impressive how much funny stuff there was on TikTok. I will say I was quite surprised about that. Yeah, I don't get why now when I go to TikTok, I can't. Um, is it banning? Search. Can you pause the time real quick? Yeah, does it ban IP address? No, it's. Um, it's just I can't. Why can't I look up videos? To verify email or anything? Maybe. I'll go to my email real quick and see. Hmm. Uh-huh. Did I do a different email? Um... I don't know. I'll, you know what? I'll, uh, cause I don't want to just get bogged down on this. I will, yeah. I'll, I'll put it in, but then I'll just show you after so you can see it, but we won't, we don't have anything to, um, talk about on it or we won't talk about it. Um, yeah. So what time are we at now? 1540. Alrighty. Um, a quick, I'm not going to, since we spent all this time talking <laughs> about me, 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 which whoops, but yeah, this is a passion subject of mine. Yeah. Um, I'm go I want to get to a quick, not told you so moment, but a, a important learning moment. So, um, now everyone on the right is admitting that they messed up supporting the restrict act. I've heard a lot of this and, um, the learning moment is this is why I say think for yourself because it may be too late to undo this. If they had stopped right when this happened, people had paid attention to it and stopped looking at it and actually waited to read it. Then maybe they would be, um, there would be enough time to stop it. But now it has a lot of momentum. It's bipartisan and everyone's been supporting it until now a couple of whistleblowers have came out and talked about it. Now the Overton window for the partisan lines is shifting. So then all the talking heads are shifting. Um, but I encourage people to go look up what it entails. Um, cause some of the things that I really highlighted on it were not even VPNs are safe, but, um, yeah, not even VPNs are safe. Ring, ring doorbell cameras, laptop cameras, cell phones, anything that's in any way associated to another country. This is exactly what I said when we talked about it is, okay, wait till they say Russian collusion and, you know, they go from China to Russian collusion and it's already in there, in the language. They, they bring yep. up Russia as one of the countries. Um, but this got me thinking about, so it kind of went in line with what I've been studying this week and doing a lot of research on, which was cult like the psychology of attitudes and do attitudes lead to behavior or does behavior lead to attitudes and part of that was cults and brainwashing how cults can actually convert people and they do this with pow's in like korea there was a famous study done on u.s soldiers who got captured and then they ended up like getting rid of their citizenship turning their back on america and truly wanted to be citizens of china um and uh, you can force someone to comply until that true, truly changes their attitudes. But there's a big debate on do attitudes influence behavior or do behaviors influence attitudes. And hmm. uh, what they're starting to – I'm very interested in the – and um, attitudes influence behavior. And I, I don't think it's directionally one way. I think it can go both ways. But the two things I thought were interesting um, that I wanted to talk about with – 
kind of these talking heads is uh, self-identity theory. It's one of the big things I've been getting into, um, which is attitudes and behaviors based on how you see yourself. Um, and I had a little, just quick definition here. Identity theory assumes that self-identity and past behavior interact to influence intentions. Um, that is with repeated performance of behavior, that behavior is more likely to be seen as an important part of the self-concept, increasing the predictive power of self-identity. So this is a situation in which behavior influences your attitude, which then influences your behavior. So it's how you see yourself. So, okay, I see myself as a right-wing guy. That is going to influence me to do right-wing things. Or I see myself as a Democrat. That's going to influence my politics to do whatever. So you had, um, a, there was a, a talking head um, who I like and we watch, um, you know, he puts on a lot of good content, but I, you know, I'm not going to call him out because I don't want to blast him over this, but he said he was specifically talking to Anthony Akumia and he was talking about the restrict acting. He's like, yeah, they got me. He's like, I first saw it and I thought, well, what would the right or what would a right wing person do? And I was like, right there, you just gave up a, a little secret, a little look behind the curtain where you, your self-identity is a right-wing person. So you, you stopped, you having basically cognitive dissonance because if he had looked at it right then and there, he would have seen, cause he turned out later when the, the right-wing people were against it, he looked at it, didn't like it and he would have all along, but it influenced cognitive dissonance where you can hold two ideas in your mind at the same time, which is what happens with cult brainwashing and brainwashing behavior. And it shows how these the partisan, that was an example of how this towing this partisan line, getting sucked into this vacuum of divide and conquer works so perfectly. And that was a perfect example where his identity is so wrapped up and the way he sees himself as a right wing person, that is what influenced his attitude, which then influenced his behavior, which then trickled out into, you know, his tens of thousands of fans and then whoever else saw that. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Is that a case of almost on the plantation, like like we talk about on on the left, right? Like, yeah. Is that almost again like you're just on the? It, it's basically faking it till you make it. It's dressing yeah. for the job you want, not the job you have. There is something truly to that. It changes your your perceptions of reality. And another one that goes into that is self perception theory, which is attitudes and behaviors based on how others sees you. Another quick definition here: self perception theory is an account of an attitude formation developed by psychologist Daryl Bem. It asserts that people develop their attitudes when there is no previous attitude due to a lack of experience, and the emotional response is ambiguous by observing their own behavior and concluding, sorry, and. Uh, and observing their own behavior and concluding what attitudes must have caused it. So that's someone who's going along with something. They, they don't, it's not the way they see themselves. They're like, I'm doing right wing things. I'm doing left wing things. I must be left wing, right wing. That influences their attitude. Their self-identity theory now is involved. I'm a right wing person, which came from I'm doing right wing things. So you see how this all goes into, okay, if I'm a show host and I'm towing a party line because that's where that's my money maker. I'm a right wing person. I'm saying the right wing talking points. Now I start to go, okay, I am a right wing person because I'm doing right wing things, saying right wing things. And then that's going to influence you too. I do right wing things. And then that creates the conditions for cognitive dissidence where now you are not a person who is speaking truthfully, doing, thinking for yourself. You are this. So you will do what this does, regardless of what you think over here in your conscious mind. It is a form of brainwashing that 
this is a perfect example of what these parties have done. And yes, we live in a, a winner-take-all system. According to Duverger's law, we've covered it before. That party will always devolve into two, two major parties. I'm not disagreeing that. I understand when you go to the ballot box, you have two choices. But you should not be thinking in terms of partisan politics. It is brainwashing. This look into these things. It if you are if your first thought when you hear an issue is, what does my team think? What do the Republicans say? You are actively brainwashing yourself. And if you don't think that's by that's design, <laughs> yeah. If you don't think that's part of the design, then I don't know what to tell you. You have too much faith in the government and too much trust in the government. Because, um, like we've said, you know, Republican and Democrat change a lot. They're they're parties. They're not ideologies. An ideology stands firm. A party does not. So, um, yeah, that's where, when it comes to the restrict bill, that's what we said. Our North Star is individual liberty. And we had some disagreement on the show, and we said we don't know what to do. And I said, when we don't know what to do, just turn towards individual liberty. That will be our guiding North Star. And turns out— You turned me over to that, that, right? Yeah. yeah, That was weeks before (laughs) everyone— Every, everyone was on the right was saying, oh, the Democrats like TikTok. We don't like TikTok. Ban- restrict bill. But if, we, if everyone had been focusing on individual liberty, the foundational element of this country, what the right is supposed to be focused on, then we would have been like, this is a murky situation. Because everyone said the same thing. Ah, I don't know. No one knew if they had just focused on that North Star, yeah. as we tried to do here, it would have been solid. But instead, they got bogged down into the partisan nonsense and basically the... The Patriot Act on steroids is coming through. So and just so I go ahead. Well, and, and especially with with all the uh, commentators, dude, and like all the, you know, all of the like famous ones that have production teams. Mm-hmm. Dude, there is absolutely, I mean, zero chance unless they're retarded that they did not have their team like go over the entire HR bill. Yeah. Well, you they, know, be, like, they become partisan <laughs> hacks because they're just they're ensconced in this system. So they didn't even I don't even know if their their team looked into it because they probably surrounded themselves. It's. That's another thing I've been going over this week is groupthink. How yeah. groupthink, it doesn't make people dumber. It alters their their views temporarily. It's that's I don't have time to get into that today, but groupthink has been a very interesting thing. And there's been a lot of interesting case studies on groupthink and that's led to disasters like the Bay of Pigs and some of these things. And it's absolutely a real thing that happens. Um, but yeah, that's... Again, that's um, just don't be a slave to a party line. It is brainwashing, and uh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, oh, you're no. saying what that they had access to it? Yeah. Or just any, just like with, with uh, gumballs. Like if I, I don't debate any stuff anymore. But it's like if you talk to people and they tell you, oh, it's not this or this, the protect women bill. This gun is all of it's online. Like all of it is on government websites. You can read all of it, and then that's where like when sh- you know. Obviously, when people have to vote in this stuff pretty quickly, they uh, can't go over a thousand pages or, you know, not all these are giant omnibus packages, but Mm -hmm. it's like all of this is out there for you to read. You can go through any, any, you know, House Senate bill that is going over gun gun control, any of this stuff and see what it actually says. And so that's where it's like all this stuff's coming out now. It's just like, well, how did you, again, like if you're, you know, I don't remember what uh, Shapiro said at, at this point, but it's like him, he's got. I mean, lawyers of teams to, to just go through this stuff and ma- highlight it so he doesn't have to do any of it, right? Yeah. But they're actually trained, legit people that know what they're looking at and then give advice. And it's like everyone should have. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it no, takes weeks to like figure it out. Late. I will say Ian Crossland on uh, Tim Pool. Everyone laughs at Ian Crossland. 
he called it out like right after we did. And I was like, and say we, as if anybody, you know, we're not, we have, well, we still did call it out. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, on our mountaintop, I have to try not to, small mountain, but not to be arrogant, but it shows when you're not, you can be ahead of a lot of stuff when you're not a slave to a party line. Uh, Ian Crossland's talked about this a lot and he's typically ahead on a lot of things. Um, and like we have like way, way before anyone else was, we were talking about DeSantis, Gabbard, way before anyone else we were talking about. We've had a few things, the, the timeline of the, the shooting in Uvalde, um, way before anyone was, everyone was talking about police and yeah. left shooter. We talked about the whole timeline way before anyone else did. And the information was out there with this stuff. We, we hit the nail on the head a lot earlier than most people. And I'm not saying that arrogantly because everybody should be doing that, but it's because we're not bogged down by party narratives we just look at the information and say huh what can we take away from this as in, in you know liberty-minded people so anyway um i don't want to sit there and yeah you know, toot our own horn but um yeah ian crossland good for him for looking at or for calling that out yeah. but uh i gotta piss so this trump thing is gonna probably be a big conversation so we're pause at 27 all right um i guess good thing i went to go piss because i just saw that my camera's not recording um, ironic after I said, go look at, you know, Spotify and audio listeners, maybe we jinxed ourselves. Um, what a bummer. Cause that was, I felt like that was some good stuff right there going back and forth, but, um, still is, you just can't see your beautiful face. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> use imagination. I will put this right in the beginning of the episode. Hey, first part of the episode, uh, I didn't realize my camera was turned off. Uh, it has a broken screen on the phone, so sorry. Uh, it's ironic because we start out talking about Spotify. Just you know, bear with us. Video comes back on about twenty-seven minutes in. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll put that in the beginning or something. Um, on on to Trump. Um, we have to talk about Trump um, first and foremost. The reason we decided to record now instead of later was because. Word was that Trump was under a gag order um, and was not going to be able to speak on the case tonight when he speaks at 8.15 at Mar-a-Lago. That apparently has been lifted, so he will speak tonight. So by the time this comes out, it will be after that. We apologize. Um, we'll, you know, we'll just have to catch up that there's any interesting news on that. But what we know right now, um, I saw yesterday him coming into New York, happened to work out where I was doing cardio. Um but I heard he's not getting handcuffed or anything. Um, so that's good. At least it's not, they're not, that could get real bad if like. Make a spectacle out of it. Yeah, you make a spectacle <laughs> out of it. Not good. I mean, the whole thing's already not good. We'll talk about it in a minute why I think this is a dumb, dumb move on the part of the Democrats. But Already probably a spectacle. <laughs> yeah. But um, let's see. Trump pleads not guilty to grand jury charges during arraignment in Manhattan court. Trump charged with 34 counts of falsifying business records in the first degree. Former President Donald Trump pleaded not guilty to charges brought by a Manhattan grand jury Tuesday afternoon in court in New York City after surrendering to the Manhattan District Attorney's Office earlier in the afternoon. The former president of the United States, who is the leading Republican presidential candidate for 2024, was indicted by a Manhattan grand jury last Thursday after a years-long investigation by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Um, Trump pleaded not guilty during his arraignment before President Presiding Judge Juan Merchan on the 15th floor of the Manhattan Criminal Courthouse. 
Um, the indictment was unsealed in court Tuesday. Trump has been charged with 34 counts of falsifying business records in the first degree. Trump was not handcuffed as some during an arraignment, as some are during an arraignment. Um, after, the arra- after making arrangements with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, detectives with the office handled the arrest of former President Trump. Um, I just want to see. He is out now. Um, Let's see. These include a $130,000 payment to adult act, film actress Stormy Daniels. Who didn't sleep with him because of his money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a $150,000 payment made to former Playboy uh, model Karen McDougal. Both just expensive prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, got, you know, like, how could you have so much arrogance about, I'm an empowered woman and all this. You're just a prostitute. Just own it. Just be a prostitute. But let's not. It's like these OnlyFans women or Mia Khalifa wants everyone to, to respect her now and talk about it. It's like you you sold out. You got a bunch of money, a bunch of fame, but you sold your pride when you did that. Sorry, and you're not going case, to make. She barely me, got any money. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Well, she's now filthy she's, rich. Oh, just off the porn though. Originally, she's made yeah. her name branding, obviously, but yeah, she got hammered at that. Yeah, but it's like you're not going to parted. retroactively just because you feel bad and you're insecure. You're not going to make me. Like, go back and respect you. Stormy Daniels, you are a whore. Yep. Literally. You are a whore. So is that Karen McDougal. Sorry. Good for you. Have a good life. You made lots of money. Like, you made, you know, a hundred over a hundred grand on that. But, no, I'm not going to respect you now. You sold that right. There's yeah. plenty. Like, I could go make, well, maybe not now. I'm sure that there's some rich gay guy out there that if he met me, he'd want to flip me. Like, there, you know, if I was ever in a situation like that, I would not have sex with a dude for $130,000. If I did, I'd you could make fun of me for being a pole smoker. <laughs> guess what? I sold out that, you know, that thing I was, you know, a a gay whore, literally. So, Jiggle out. um yeah. Um Where's that for so Olin, I guess see. actually. <laughs> yeah. Um so Trump has slammed the DA's investigation and the indictment as political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history. Let's, let's see. Trump said, from the time I came down the golden escalator at Trump Tower and even before I was sworn in as your president of the United States, the radical left Democrats, the enemy of the hardworking men and women of this country, have been engaged in a witch hunt to destroy, to destroy the Make America Great Again movement. You remember it just like I do. Russia, 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 the Mueller hulks, you hoax ukraine 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 impeachment hoax one impeachment hoax two the illegal and unconstitutional mar-a-lago raid and now this trump said referring to the investigations that clouded his presidency the democrats have lied cheated and stolen in their obsession with trying to get trump but now they've done the unthinkable indicting a completely innocent person in an act of blatant election interference trump said never before in our nation's history has this been done uh isn't but completely he, innocent just a slight I mean, that's a bit yeah. of a stretch, but look, I don't there's a thing. I'm he did it, obviously. Yeah. Like any of us don't know <laughs> that he knew it. I, I don't get the the people on the right trying to say, well, he didn't even know. He just gave it to us he knew exactly what was going on. But who cares? Like who who if you're going to prosecute this, boy, you're gonna have a long list of presidents that you're gonna have to go through and take statues down and retroactively punish because Well and if you want to do that, fine. Let's uh, start a commission that just goes after politicians, and let's just start at let's start at Clinton and just start going forward. <laughs> let's yeah. just start. And I want prison time. I mean, I want yeah. You okay now? Drone strikes. Okay, if you're gonna start going after people, 
you know, I'm, I'm actually okay with this. Fine. Let's yeah. just release the curtains and or the the dam, and let's let's just let the see, water flow. That's the thing. I don't want to fall into the either or fallacy. I see everyone on the right falling into the either or fallacy, where they're like, "Well, what about this? What about this?" I'm like, "No. If we're going to do this, okay, this is the standard. You have to be. If you're going to bring up the Clintons, all the you know the Bidens, Hunt- Bush, everybody. Yeah. If you're going to do that, then you have to say, okay, I'm okay with this happening to Trump, but also yep. we need to be doing this. But they don't say that. They want to bring up that. Yeah. While also saying Trump should be innocent. It's like you can't pick and choose. If you're going to say this shouldn't be charged, then you're like, okay, well, these other corrupt politicians, we shouldn't. Yeah. You know, they're held to a different standard. Pick one or the other um, and then recognize the system's being – the problem here is that the system is being um, – it, it's not being balanced or it's not being proportionally distributed, the um, the power of the justice system. Wait, that's, not, that's not a good way of putting it. It's um, – not that it's not the, the fair. word you was I think selectively enforced. Yeah, selectively enforced. That's that's the best way of putting it. So that's that's the problem. Um, but as far as this goes, I think the idi- the the left's idiots here because Trump, this isn't going to stop his presidential bid. I mean, if it if it got to a point where it stopped his presidential bid, then I mean, you're talking about major disruptions in the country. Who knows where that could go? Which um, ironically, with the trans shooter, everyone's talking about. Um, you know, civil wars here. I heard, you know, Tim Poole talking about this is evident. We are in a civil war and it's not even a cold civil war. And I'm like, but then they kind of brush over this whole Trump thing. This is the type of thing that could actually lead to a civil war. You have with like the trans shooters or any of these movements, drag queen story hour. There's no face to it. People don't know who to be mad at. So they're just mad at an amorphous blob. It's mysterious. When you get stuff like this, you create a face, a movement. It starts to take shape so people can... This is something that could be a shot heard around the world because people see the shooter, they see the victim. It's it's all very cl- plain as day and clear. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, um, I think the Trumps or the uh, the left's idiots for doing this. I I've said it before. The temperatures kind of cooled down or had cooled down. God, my nose is so itchy. The temperature had kind of cooled down since 2020. So. You know, you have a lot of people who weren't exactly happy with Trump, but they were going to support Trump because they were pissed off about Biden and everything. Yeah. You have so now, and and you know, twenty twenty four coming up, you would have the Democrats, the people who hate Trump, still going to hate Trump. All the people who hated Trump in the first place, they're going to be riled back up and they're going to vote. So the left's not going to lose any turnout. Trump's base is going. Here's like what would happen. So the left is not going to lose any turnout. But the right, you have a lot of people who are not happy with Trump, who weren't happy after his first term. So Trump probably does lose some of his base. Then on top of that, you have a, the temperatures just cool down in general. So yeah. people who aren't highly motivated to vote probably aren't going to go out and vote for Trump that much. So you have Biden's Biden's base is safe just because Trump. They hate Trump. That immediately gets them riled up. The right, they're not as riled up against Biden. He's a dead dude. They weren't that happy with Trump. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. So I think Trump actually loses worse in in 2024 than he did in 2020. I think that Trump's about the only person Biden can beat. But by doing this, you just raise the temperature and just pissed off a lot of people. Not only Trump's base. Again, the people who are happy about this 
we're never going to vote for Trump in the first place. But the people who are kind of like, I'm not a huge fan of Biden, but wow, this is really corrupt. Now I'm actually motivated to vote for Trump. Whereas before they would have just been like, oh, I'm not getting involved again. Now you've spurred up a lot of those people who would have dropped off. So now you've actually made it to where Trump could be competitive against Biden again. It's such a stupid move, but it's because they're arrogant and they just hate Trump so much. They can't think big picture. They're, they're just so wrapped up in emotions over Trump. I, I truly think that that or they're dumb enough and arrogant enough to, where they think that they're going to like put him in prison for a year and ruin his chances of running. But I don't know. I, I think it's a major miscalculation on their part. Especially explain it right there and <laughs> raising the temperature. I, wow. I think that's a very good argument actually. Cause he's a dead guy. People were really, really mad about Afghan. That's because I, mean, I get it now. You see the Marines that they, they, they look like, like teenagers, but no one cares. It was just that bit. I mean, people were fuming at the mouth. Yeah, Taylor Green and like, let's impeach the Most guy already. Most people who were ready, and then two weeks ready later, to march in the street over that. You know, two years ago, a year ago, if you went and asked them now, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, that happened." <laughs> yeah, but now, <laughs> now you're trying to. Do a or again, obviously, they didn't try to perp walk him, but there's been enough talk about that, and you got a Acosta saying, Oh, but we'll have a perp, you know, perp walk of the press mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, it's like, or the, the former president, like <laughs> that raises the temperature. Like you're saying, man, yeah. that makes a lot of sense, actually. And you, you truly, you let the left be their own worst enemy, you show their bad behavior. Like I've always said, people say that that's what Alex Stein does, where he goes and shows them. I'm like, No, Alex Stein, he's junk food for the right. I like watching Alex Stein, he's it's po- politics porn. Mm-hmm. Alex Stein has not changed a single person's mind on the entire left or in independence in his entire career. What he has done is he has made a career off of giving junk food by being that obnoxious person on the left, but two left wing people. And that's fine. But um, they act like he's, you know, changing minds. No, all he's doing is making right wing people yeah. more right wing and left wing people more left wing because he's, you know, you either love him or hate him because he's loud, obnoxious. <laughs> He's just, ah, he's either your asshole or he's asshole. Yeah. So (laughs) exactly. So that's not actually stuff like that, that people do like that based baked Alaska idiot. They're not actually exposing the left. They're just showing our bad behavior. Um, but this type of stuff actually does show the less bad behavior and the people who again are not, don't like, aren't happy with the Democrats are don't like Trump, but they're going to see this and be like, this is a scary precedence. I'm an independent. I wasn't against, I wasn't for Iraq. I wasn't for the Patriot Act. They're like, man, this is scary when they're locking up political prisoners. I'm going to have to vote against this administration. You will get people like that, that this is something that could sway. I mean, assuming that the right doesn't completely butcher this by doing something stupid. <laughs> like yeah. they do, which, you know, I would not hold it past them to to, you know, burn down a courthouse or something. Again, you can't do what the left does. You don't get the same, the same leeway. But if they don't do that, then I do think that this will sway people and will raise the temperature enough to where it'll be competitive for Trump. Um, yeah, and we'll trumping in the any of the um, news lines. There we go. I was like, what? Uh, yeah. New, yeah, news headlines. lines, headlines. There, there we go. Um, I mean, does that help their base at all? Because Trump being in the news, does that get clicks for them? And it then depends ma- make on what he's off? in the news for. Yeah, because they already know he's running, so it's like they already have their boogeyman. You know, again, Keep- the people who hate Trump already—it doesn't matter. Trump could 
Trump could jump into a, a rushing river to save a puppy and the headline would be Trump destroys fish habitat and people would be like that piece of garbage just murdering baby fish they wouldn't care but the independents would look at it and be like Trump destroyed a fish habitat wait no he saved a puppy wait you guys are putting him in jail for saving a puppy you know yeah. like so yeah that would it depends on what he's in the headlines for typically no it doesn't help him because it's his one of his tweets this will absolutely help him i think i don't okay. see how it doesn't yeah but um i mean if you just think about it who's who is on the table to have an opinion change and you look at okay when it comes to those people what type of effect will this have on them it doesn't have a negative effect no it's it'd be again why you why are you picking on him or why are you going after yeah. him i guess yeah exactly um what time are we at by the way 41. Awesome, man. Camera's still on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I just must have hit that button like an idiot. Um, 41. All right, so I'll try and move through the rest of this stuff. Um, again, Trump stuff, kind of a snooze fest today. Not as, I mean, it's a big deal, but not a lot happened today. So I'll see what he says at 8.15 um, tonight. Um, yeah, we didn't have a gag. Yeah. I mean, a big he's... thing that I think is a really big deal that not a lot of people are talking about a few people did, but it kind of bounced out of the headlines. Pro-Trump Twitter influencer found guilty of conspiracy against conspiracy against rights over 2016 meme. A pro-Trump Twitter Twitter influencer was found guilty of election interference for memes shared around the 2016 presidential election. Um, basically, what he said was, "Don't wait in lines if you want to vote for Hillary. Call this number." And then um, it was like 140 people texted that number. But there, he's facing 10 years in prison. He was found guilty. So it's sensing now. So he's going to prison maybe for 10 years, up to 10 years, for posting a meme that said, uh, don't wait in line if you want to vote for Hillary. Texas number and 140 people did. That is a political prisoner if I have ever heard of a political prisoner. Yeah. When we have the view, I, I forgot the main old lady that has the red hair. Joy you know, Behar. Yeah, the, her and the... Uh, um, Hispanic lady saying that they voted for their kids and the nieces and nephews and all that when they came back from school and stuff. They just s filled out their, their mail-in ballots, which is a felon. Legal, legal. You can't. And you could argue that with their platform, that that went out to millions of people. It did. That they encouraged and incited millions of people to do that. But no, you won't because the justice system is clearly, as we see with Trump, too, not balanced and that's the thing i think like, this guy's getting a hammer but and she's she's just voting for all the any college kids she can get her or the ballots or any young person yeah. she she can get a hold of their ballot she's just voting for them and again that's I said it once. not allowed yeah. that's crime and again i said it once i'll say it again if you want to change this system it's not by going and being a plumber being a pipe fitter it's about sucking it up going through school becoming a lawyer becoming a judge Get getting your hands on lever, working for a federal agency and getting into a position of power where you can actually influence this stuff. The legal system, it's completely dominated by the left. Well, that's because the right has written off college and all these things. Like if we if you come back, you go through the system like we are, then you can get into a position where you can change these. Just a side note I want to throw out there. Think about it. Um, but anyway, um, as far as corruption in the government and uh, not the the judicial system here but um the government already has too much power and yet they want more so after the bank failures that all you know happened last month shit i hope i didn't just draw permanent marker on myself <laughs> um let's see 
So Biden calls for stricter banking regulations in the wake of SVB, signature bank failures. Um, President Joe Biden urged federal, federal regulators to take concrete steps to safeguard the banking system after the collapse of Silicon Valley and signature bank. All the reforms can be accomplished under existing law, the White House said. Many Democrats have pushed for new legislation or regulatory powers to safeguard the financial system after the bank collapse. While Republicans have argued the government has the power it needs under the current law to prevent a future crisis. Here's my thing on this. Um, didn't the free market solve it? They got bailed out by private business. Well, they got banks. Well, they right? Well, they got bailed out federally, but I mean, that's where it's all six figure insurance. And that, well, I, I don't. Did they get bailed out federally? Because I thought, like, the, yeah, the people under the uh, the uh, they have, well, they have um uh like up to one hundred fifty thousand dollars or whatever. That's federally the, for anybody. Yeah, but as far as like the big investors, with they got covered. Because you guys, that's what I'm saying. It's only that six figure, and, they, and the average investment was like twenty million or something. But crazy. I thought they got covered by other banks. They did, and and again, and that's where or it's it, it's still fed, it. it's still all the uh, federal backed, right? As far as I'm tracking, because that's where the press secretary was saying like we, we have to aggressively stop this before it, it snowballs. I don't remember the exact word she I used, just, but I just remember when we talked about it, the the private private banks were doing this and yelling. Yellen Powell or whatever the Fed, leader, Fed yeah, yeah Fed, she Fed said Secretary. that they weren't going to get a government bailout. So that's why I was saying. I mean, if they did bail them out, that's because I thought dumb. I I got to look at this. I thought that they did. That's that, that was the whole purpose of people complaining about. Which again, maybe they were complaining about it potentially happening, but that was the whole complaint of and that was. The, I, that's what I heard is the complaint about it potentially happening. Yeah, and then I saw that. They were saying there would be no bailout. It would be the private industry. I may be wrong about that, but either way, they bailed. I put up here. It wouldn't surprise me if, like, you have to let these things die. First off, if the private industry bails them out, which I thought it did, okay, the problem solved itself. The free market solved itself. We don't need the government to regulate it. The situation regulated itself. But either way, no wonder we got to this point. Um, the banks didn't learn their lesson in the first place. Because the government showed that we the we the people, the taxpayers, will be forced at gunpoint to bail them out. And I pulled up some information on the 2008 bailouts refers to the Emergency Economic Stabilization Act of 2008, a law that created the $700 billion Troubled Asset Relief Program to purchase toxic assets from the banks and other financial institutions in the midst of the financial crisis of 2007-2008. So we are you're wanting more government involvement. You guys already messed this up. And now told them, okay, you guys can do whatever you want and you're going to be safe. So, no, we don't need the government to be involved in this anyway. Let let the free market take care of it and let these banks die that are going to make bad investments. And then that's the end of it. And if other banks want to bail them out, then okay, do that. But, yeah, I don't – I do not want any more – I don't see how you, anyone could think that adding more government regulations to this would in any way help. The government – Help them be more entrenched. Yeah. <laughs> Less competition. One lawyer helps or lawyers help them for all their branches instead of each one having to do it themselves, you know, make themselves comply with code. And then as that happens, no one else will ever compete with them. And then us poor people, as we've just seen with these, it won't matter what happens to us. If you're a little fish in the pond, they just care about the big investors. I mean, that happens anyways. You know, just look at AMC or, uh, GameStop or any of these uh, <laughs> these little trade things that happened that hammered you know all of the uh, yeah. um, 
God, the hedge funds. There we go. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember some of this stuff, but yeah, hedge funds. Yeah. They shorted all the hedge funds. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, oh, well, look, they actually, all these exchanges froze stuff if you're poor. If you're big and want to get your money or any of this stuff, it, they, they allow you. It, it's always the small investor. That's the yeah. people that can never get well, their money out of these stuff. COVID, all of the big corporations got just free money. And then if you're a small business, maybe yeah. you get a loan that you're going to pay back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. man, it's just not good. But again, do people care? Nope. <laughs> we got to make them somehow. Yeah. What time are we at? 48. All right. Um, so we're not going to be able to get to currency. We'll cover that next episode. Um, India. I'll, I'll have an article for that. Then, okay. Too. Yeah. Um, India. India and Brazil are shifting away from the U.S. dollar. We're, um, Brazil's working with China. Um, That's all part of the BRICS. Yeah. That'll all be... The Saudis are raising prices. Yeah, the Saudis are raising prices on fuel by limiting output. Next month, we could see an increase of 26 cents per gallon. Um, They also set up their... uh, Again... We'll we'll talk about it next episode. I'm just... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we're going to get to that stuff next episode, which we'll try and record um, earlier, like maybe even during the day Saturday. Um, We're also going to cover... There's some weird Mormon ties with China and Utah. I'm sure Mitt Romney knows nothing about it. Um, and then we will also get to this AI warning letter um, by a bunch of big wigs in tech and scientists and stuff like that. They wrote a warning letter pause, wanting to pause all AI development for the next six months. But also this comes on the eve of us finding out that there's been millions of federal grants to develop AI that combats misinformation before it is released. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to cover that. That's not going anywhere bad. Yeah, we have an interesting video with Jordan Jordan Peterson um, about ChatGBT. But um, the last thing we'll cover here before we get to the final I want to be a tyrant, segment. dude, so bad. I want them to put this in power, me become in power, and then just be like... Oh, anything you believe is now misinformation. If it's not, if it promotes the government's mis area, you know, like that type. Oh, yeah. If it's not individual liberty, you, you, congratulations. I'm taking your First Amendment away. If, if it is not individual, libertarian, innovative, and pro gun, all, yeah, I'm waxing you. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like we know a person, um, how can you not, who said they want to, want to outlaw. Islam in the United States, and I'm like, oh, you should meet all of my uh, my friends and my classes. They would absolutely love you because that would then give them precedent to after you get rid of Islam, they'll be banning your religion next. Yep. And there, who's who has a better chance of going into college? All these people getting their graduate degrees in political science, or you, <laughs> who you know, is a middle-aged person, you know, working a, a middle-class job. And it's like that's people just don't, you know, um, even. Even people we, we like and know are really smart. They just get sucked into this Republican, Democrat, us versus them, in-group, out-group, uh, you know, my religion, your religion, whatever. And uh, just don't think about things like this. It's like, yeah, I wish I could be a tyrant, too. I, w- I wish if I get in power, I'm sure I'm going to like all of this stuff that all of these people are supporting. Because guess what? If I'm in power, I can believe, believe me, all the stuff I'm studying, learning, just writing strategy memo after strategy memo for campaigns. Believe me, I'm going to be able to outmaneuver the average person when it comes to getting what I want done. So go ahead, put power out there because there's a lot of people like me who know how to work the system. Um, Or you can 
take take my word for it and say, <laughs> hey, maybe we should focus on individual liberty and maybe we shouldn't give power to tyrants just because they, they're our team. But There's a little foresight. Yeah. Um, anyway, some legislation I can get behind. Um, Tennessee is putting security in schools. So Tennessee governor announces more than $140 million for SROs and mental health resources for public schools. Um, Nashville, Tennessee... Governor Bill Lee announces new funding for school security, including $140 million for public schools to hire school resource officers, which will be aimed guards, and highly trained guards, um, a new grant fund for both public and non-public schools, and increased mental health funding. This marks the first live public comments for the governor since the Covenant school shooting. Although I will say, um, you know, I get... I get torn on this issue with um, the public schools. Obviously, it's a public school, so um, you should have security. Taxpayers pay for it. I think we can all get behind behind that. Good. Super simple. Where it gets yeah. weird is, um, you know, giving money to the private schools. You're like, you know, they're going to do it like grants. But also, I get to be like, well, you're a private school. Why aren't you securing this anyway? You control your funding. I think we should instead of saying the government should be funding this, we should hold account. To hold to account these private schools who have neglected security and okay well they don't have money okay well why haven't you been addressing this why haven't you been talking about it i think um these these private schools are getting a pass for having lax security and stuff like that saying the government should take care of it no you're a private school so this is great this is absolutely wonderful they're gonna have grants for private schools mm -hmm. i'm all on board with that if the private schools can't afford it do that and i hate public school i want all private schools I'd rather everyone be homeschooled, but yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I don't want to brush over the fact that hey, private schools, we gave you the responsibility to keep these kids safe, and you didn't. Now you're saying the government should come bail it out, even though you don't trust the government to handle the education. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. As nerdy as that is, I can't think of anything without cuss words in it to say. Um, let's just keep that in mind that that's something. Okay, red flag. Hey, pay attention, to that guys. One. I just they, people keep talking about doing something. Well, we act. Some, like, someone actually did something that actually yeah. do something. If, well, as long don't as they get <laughs> don't get too excited um, because there's also what is it? Um, trying to find. They're making a big push for red flag laws. He is as well. Um, when asked if he would support a gun control measure known as a red flag law, Lee said one thing everyone could probably agree on was that a person who is a threat to themselves or a threat to others should not have access to weapons. So again, this is great giving funding to schools, but don't don't be deceived. There is you know poor, there is nonsense in here too. They're pushing for red flag laws. So because that's a no this go. Is, yeah, no, you know, says, say hey, we want the funding, but no, no to red flag laws. Two things to be true at once. Don't just you know think on emotions, and we got to secure our schools. Um, where it gets weird is, okay, what would you do if you're a, a legislator and you have the option to um, support this bill, but you have to support the red flag laws? It's like, well, what do you do? Don't support the it's, red flag laws. I, I know. As much as it sucks, you don't, you don't support – you don't, in times of crisis, give, give power to, to the tyrants. I, you don't take away constitutional yeah. rights. Because so we have – if you have guns on stuff and you're already threatening online, like Park, or Parkland, all, this other, all these other morons that visually or uh, vocally talked about what they were going to do, there's already laws in the books to go arrest them. And yeah, because they're already making th and we can't even do that. So the FBI can't even do that. And again, I wish they could, obviously, but big mm -hmm. guns in schools, quick warm up the red flag. This is craziness. Yeah. This is uh, it's retarded. 
Yeah. And anyone that is pro red flag law, I mean, eventually, whatever gun you use that you, you things, think you're safe, eventually, it's, it's not going to be loud. It's one of those things like the Restrict Act, where it sounds good, think farther than your dick. You said yeah. it before. Think about what happens after. Think yeah. about what happens after the thing that happens after. But again, this is great. Great step. Again, uh, funding aside, I've said it before, uh, you know, my solution that you have to do CPR training to be a teacher. You have to go through a background check. You have to do certain things to keep the kids safe. It should be, it's unfortunately the world we live in. You should have to go through a week of firearms training, you know, room clearing, teaching you to defend the school. You should have drills. Terminal and ballistics, then, intermediate, like exactly. Train, train the teachers to use firearms. Well, what if they're against guns? Well, what if I'm against CPR? What if I believe in faith healing? Doesn't matter. I still have to take the CPR course. They take the gun course. They um, then every morning you have a police officer. Cause the sheriff's department comes in, puts the the lock boxes, issues out the keys to the teachers. Then the teachers they have the key on them. People say, oh well, well now the person kills the teacher. They have two guns. They have plenty of guns. They don't need... They're already shooting people. That's, That's irrelevant. A, yeah. When the whole two guns thing is a stupid video game argument. Everyone that ever uses that, you're effective when you have one gun and you use both hands to feed and use the one gun. The whole two yeah. gun is retarded. Well, Colin Barney, you're shooting two... Well, he's, he's hitting way less stuff and then yeah. he's not able to reload. Like. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, you have the teacher who knows what they're Hard doing with the that. guns. Keyword is deterrence, people. Mm -hmm. 99% of school shooters wouldn't go in these shootings if they knew that every teacher had access to a gun. At the end of the day, sheriff comes in, they turn in the keys, takes the guns, goes home. Bing, bang, boom. Cheap, easy, effective, safe. You would stop 99% of school shootings. But, and private schools could do that as well. Easy. That's a solution for them. But the thing, uh, people say, okay, well... We covered the moral thing. If a teacher's against it, I don't care. I don't care if you're against CPR either. If you're a child molester, I don't care. You know, you don't get to be a teacher. So there should be standards. It's a big responsibility watching kids. Um, you know, you have to have training. You have to go to college. Um, other than that, yeah. they also say, well, what about the teachers not knowing how to use the firearms very well or freaking out? Again, this is worst case scenario. There is a school shooter now. Would you rather every teacher in that school locked down in their classroom have a gun and standing in between your kid and that shooter, or would you rather wait for them the cops to come? Which even in great response time, like in Nashville, is fourteen minutes. Mm -hmm. Every find me someone who would say I still would not want that teacher to have a gun. So that's that's my stance on it. Just um, I had to address that I had some negative some negative comments saying they wouldn't think that would work. That's. There's other things you can do. I'm not saying that we can't secure schools other way. I'm just saying as a fail safe, at the end of the day, a cheap and effective solution that would stop 99% of school shootings on top of all these other things would be my solution. Easy peasy. Yeah. You, you would still have armed security there though. Proper security. Again, that's great. Have you, all that extra. Just why, the, why, do you, why do people, why are they trying to nickel and dime for the safety of their kids? Why would you also not want the teacher, have internal oh, security? I want the teacher to have guns. I just think it's more of a, a backup plan. Because even if you teach them one, great. they're not going to be good, right? And we, just, we, we, we have to have trained people that are in there patrolling around. Well, here's what people don't cameras. realize too is I can tell you one thing. A lot of those security guards are going to get complacent. Oh, 100%, so, but have a cop there. Again, I told you, have also vets. Also, what happens when give vets you, you money. have some affirmative action hire where they've dropped the standards and they don't even do a background check, and then you have a well, crazy the, person who then they become a, the same a school shooter. No, because 
again, internal security within the classroom. Even if one teacher goes crazy, first off, they don't have to have a gun in the classroom. They could do that right now. They could get into school and shoot people up. Yeah. So that's an irrelevant argument. But either way, if a teacher does go off the wagon and start shooting people, still, every single classroom is internally secured. Yeah, but I want someone that can respond. And because, dude, if you I give get, our sister a gun, okay, I want yeah, because why is our sister? Why do people you, argue against me? You can have both. Yeah, I'm all if on you board give, with both, and have a magnetic locks and better cameras. And that's where, I, as long as it's, we also have other people there. Because by itself, I don't think it would work. Personally, again, but I'm saying, why are we not? Because I don't not think Abigail fail safe. Again, if you, we spend a thousand dollars in ammo and a training course, so 500 rounds, and that's that's not, that's, you know, that's you know. Boy, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it'd be, it'd be pistol. It's like if you take Abigail, she, she's gonna. And I love our sister, but like she's gonna. Maybe she'll squeeze some rounds off, and even with a bunch of training, she's not going to ever handle that damn threat. Again, keyword deterrence. And yeah. Again, the only reason I brought that up is because a lot of people were arguing against me. I'm not saying do that in lieu of having all these security measures. And magnetic locks, armed security guards. I'm saying yeah. we should also have this in addition to. Perfect. Then I'm 100% bored of that. As yeah. long as we also have, because sure, the the the, the standards are going to be lax, of course, right? Teachers aren't going to be training like they but are. I and think you will still have school shootings with armed security guards and magnetic locks. You will still have kids dying. I'm saying you could take it from. Won't be as many. You could cut. You could cut it down to. You could cut. So with those security measures, magnetic locks you know, QRF, all this stuff we've talked about that they're pushing in bills and stuff. Yeah, you'll cut down on 95% of school shootings if all schools do that. But I'm saying you could also get that down to 99.9%. 100% agreed. And I want that. I think that, exactly. I want and it. It's so cheap and easy. I don't know why people aren't. I want magnetic I, locks too. Again, Say I, sock. <laughs> yeah, I don't get, my point, I don't get why everyone, everyone, like, well, not everyone, but a lot of people, they just are really adverse to that idea and they really, they go, well, I don't think we should do that. And they have reserve, reservations and they say, we should do this instead. I'm like, well, why not make it 99% instead of 95? Either way, I don't want to get down on a rabbit hole. No, yeah. Um, if you disagree with my stance on on the school I was just, issue, I, was, I wasn't understanding part of it. Now I completely got yeah, it. And we're in this, addition you to, still want a, co- a cop sitting at your school It's just another layer of internal. You have the school secure. It has internal security. Then you have QRF. Yeah. That can come, but then within the school, each classroom has internal security. I love it. When you kick the door down, the the teacher's firing rounds at you while the cop's mm-hmm. trying to sweep through, or the cop and security guard, what cop, whatever it is. Again, like I, I've already said, we should pay, give them ammo to train at National Guard mm-hmm. facilities or cop facilities. Let them train and spend a day there a week just chilling. You know, like yeah. And people you, are like, you okay, do well, it. what about the cops come in and they shoot the teacher? There's plenty. We do this in the military. Where you have, there are ways. I'm not going to make get verbal into a contact whole, too. Yeah, I'm not going to make go down a whole big rabbit hole about how to avoid blue on blue, which is friendly fire. But there's plenty of SOPs not going to be a problem whatsoever if the teachers have been trained and they know what to do. And again, 90% of it will be sitting in their classroom waiting, and then the cops will know the teachers are armed. They'll make verbal contact. Exactly. Well, what if someone dresses up like a cop? That's just unless someone like, messes well, what up. What if someone straps on a suicide bomb and walks in like? Again, it's it's not, you know, yeah. deterrence is the key word. But um, so we're going to get to the final video here. Um, can you see my screen? Yep. All right. And it's um, going to be uh, dumb 
Well, I guess, uh, yeah, it's, I didn't know exactly where to put this, but it's going to be, uh, dumb ways to die because I'm not sure we're going to talk about whether we think that any of this is real or completely fake or it's, oh, it's, I think that there's some fake stuff obviously with all this, but there's also some stuff that's kind of creepy. So I'm going to get your two cents on it afterwards, but I'm just going to show this video and, um, We'll we can talk during it, but we'll just um. This is the bumper cool stuff you don't need to know. cool stuff we don't need to know instead of dumb ways to die. This is the bumper for cool stuff. Do not enter the haunted hill house. Experts have called it the most haunted house in I the paranormal world. <laughs> I won't. And now I want to record house. myself. Um, I have. Yeah before in the past and that's when I was attacked. Attacked by what? They're not spirits, they're entities. They're bad things. Owners Catherine and Eddie Estes aren't the only ones who've been attacked. So this a video lot of people have been injured physically more hacky. in this the room second right one. Visitors can rent the house and do their own paranormal research, but most people who stay here don't make it through the night. Something crazy happened and they're like, we, let's, we need to go ahead and go. We've had scratches. Bite marks, burn marks. And a lot of it comes from an entity they call Toby. We can go into Toby's room real quick. One of the women staying here took this picture. You can clearly see a face they believe is Toby. And it was one of the creepiest things. I've Other guests say they've heard Toby's demonic voice. Uh, it's very quick, <laughs> stuff like that. But what happened downstairs? will make your skin crawl. The most you know, horrible things have happened in this room. Now watch. One of the women on the bed started taunting a spirit when all of a sudden something pulled her off the bed. So we're gonna rewind it again. A year later, that same woman visited the house again. <clears throat> something scratched her so badly, blood soaked through her shirt. At this point, I wasn't sure I was believing any of this until- What was that? Did you hear that? In the middle of the interview, we heard something scratching. My microphone didn't pick it up very well, but I'm being completely honest when I tell you I heard it clearly. I just heard like scratch. And a little later, I heard the same demonic growling many others described. I'm not convinced if it was a ghost, a spirit, or a demon, but I do know I can't explain it. And if you don't believe me, make a reservation because I bet you won't make it through the night. So before we watch the second one, idea for a summer trip and some great <laughs> content is us going to stay in there, veterans staying in a haunted house. Because look, I would assume, I'm going to assume, here's, here's what I told my girlfriend about this. She's really into paranormal stuff. Mexicans, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I... I'm assuming that they have little speakers set up. I'm assuming I'm assuming that they have some things. So I'm going in there expecting to hear some things, expecting some camera tricks, some little hologram lights. But then I, chase it down. Well, not even that. I'm <laughs> going to expect that because well, you know, there may be some real stuff. What I'm going to be focused on is stuff that I can't explain. Like, okay, if I do get scratched, okay, then you know, there's something like that. If I do get pulled off a of bed, stuff like that. The noises and the scratching, that's not going to do it for me. I'm going to assume that they've rigged this. So I think it'd be interesting to go there and to see, is there actually stuff that we cannot explain? 
And uh, if I get scratched, then we'll by a fake it and it'll go viral and we'll be huge. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, edit that out, Shannon. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, it could, I think it could be interesting because that. I mean, there it is weird, like some stuff with energies staying behind. Like you get weird vibes from stuff. I think that there is something weird there. We don't understand how energy happens. So like in a lot of these houses where like people have been murdered and stuff, I can understand why there's like they have to legally tell you because there is weird stuff associated with that. Now, how how people blow it out of proportion, you know, I, I don't know. I've never I've never personally experienced anything like that. I've heard some crazy stories from people, but you know, how much of that can you believe? Yeah. But um this is the second one that I thought was very strange. Um I again could be completely fake, but I just thought it was was weird. It creeped me out when I was editing it this together by myself. <laughs> but this next picture that we're going to see I think this, taken, is a, again, this is an astonishing picture, in fact. Yes, with infrared film. Oh, yes. And it's in the upstairs bedrooms. Just to the left there, you see what looks like a small boy's face looking out with bioluminescent eyes. This was the room of one of the young boys who was murdered there. Isn't that eerie? A lot of people would say, well, is that the spirit of the young boy? No, it is not the spirit of the young boy. But it is a diabolical spirit with luminescent eyes that appears in that home <coughs> to confuse the investigators. In the so off chance it is it, a demon, I don't you think want to look that at is an evil spirit, Ed? Positively. All I know is if a demon scratches Everything me and draws blood, house I'm burning the, evil. the house down. You know, oh, yeah. a lot of people say, well, you know, I was in that house one time and nothing ever happened to me. It's not that a house is haunted 24 hours a day. You don't walk into a haunted house and see ghosts flitting all over the place. Mm-hmm. After 9 o'clock, the psychic hours start, 9 to 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Nine o'clock, the energy starts to build up because of the darkness. Mm-hmm. To this. Then there you start to get what we call the infestation in a house hour. like Amityville. First, you hear the little knockings, the, the rappings. Then you might hear pounding sounds. Then you might hear crying or sobbing, uh, hysterical laughter. These are the types of things that actually happen in these homes. Mm-hmm. But pictures like this, taken with infrared film, the camera is neither for nor against the supernatural or supernatural world. It only takes what it sees. Mm -hmm. And what it sees here is a spirit of a diabolical nature in that room. But this next... Yeah, I don't... I I don't... I'll just say this. I don't believe in, like, all this supernatural stuff in the sense of... I, I think that there's things about energy we don't understand. I think that there could be lots of stuff to different dimensions that can exp- – I think science could explain a lot of this stuff and it wouldn't be creepy. But it, there is a little part of me that like that inner caveman that's like, mm, not good, bad. <laughs> like, that part of you that's scared of the dark, which has an evolutionary backing, but part of you where it's just like there's a weird little nudge inside of me that's like, just avoid this. You know what I mean? <laughs> just just stay clear. Don't touch it for 10-foot pole. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any sort of... Um... I mean, I've flip-flop a bunch. I mean, I, if, I think that some of it does exist uh, probably at this point, especially in some older crazy parts where I think there has to be some crazy stuff. But I think a bunch of it, especially, you know, 80s, 90s, 70s, 80s and on, there's so much money in it, uh, and especially with all the That's movies true. and stuff. I think what there is as, you know, if there's a couple cases of us making contact with dimensions or demons or whatever, you know, now we hear about just 10 thousands is caught you know, it's just like well, yeah like a gray, i don't believe it got that. blown out of proportion kind of like we say conspiracies there's a grain of truth and then 
Yeah. The people who are liable, like let's say the Clintons or like Epstein Island, they blow it way out of proportion intentionally because they want to discredit people. But like maybe it takes on a life of its own and becomes unreal. But there is like a a grain of truth to it. Mm -hmm. You think something like that? Yeah. I I would lean that way. I I just wrote down, we're going to have a ghost episode where we're going to go through all the stories we've heard. We'll find some people with weird paranormal stories I have my girlfriend on she can talk about it but yeah we, we should do a haunted episode what's the mexican holiday where they all everyone it's a the day of the dead or yeah whatever. the day of the dead whatever it is there's some name for it i don't know but there's i want to do that to one of those i want to do Austin. a conspiracy episode but um yeah uh <laughs> sorry everyone that uh, you only got video of me for half the episode um i'm sure all the people who like to talk trash from my sunglasses will be upset um but again they're <laughs> I'm not trying to be cool. It's a medical <laughs> thing. Like, I'd much rather not wear them, uh, believe me. But, um, it, you know, it makes your face hot. You get all sweaty. It's kind of like wearing iPro in the Marine Corps. Like, all <laughs> you want to do is take it off and just let your face breathe. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll monitor the Trump thing. I'll watch his speech tonight, see what he says. And uh, we'll try to record a little bit earlier if there's, you know, anything pressing. Um, but other than that, yeah, I said uh, next week we'll talk about big, big stuff about U.S. dollar, um, you know, the Saudis, oil, Mormons, and uh, yeah, also AI. I want to talk about some AI stuff. Um, you got anything, bro? No, we'll also do some housekeeping on <laughs> the uh, banks. I'll go back, pick, see what everyone's saying about what actually happened. Yeah, we had we'll this. Make sure we fact we, check. We, yeah, we each thought different things. We'll fact check that. Yeah, we'll, we'll fact, check, fact check that and get back to everyone. But, um, other than that, uh, if you're going to report a, record a podcast, make sure that your camera's on. Uh, don't be a party slave. Don't talk ghosts. And as always, keep a book on your nightstand. Read it before you go to bed. That way you're smarter tomorrow than you were today. We got to We got to